Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome to this episode of the show focusing on the next 30 days. We're recording this at the beginning of April 2022. So if you're watching this when it drops, this will be for the month of April. Otherwise, whenever you find this, regardless of where you find it, this is a timeless channeling, so to speak. In the back background, we have robins and blackbirds. So we're going to take those as our spirit allies coming through. But before we get into all of that, if you're new here, welcome, settle in. Thank you so much for joining me taking a chance on our channel. If you are returning, you may notice that our space looks different. Um, we're in a new location, a new state, a new city, a new house. The lighting is the light in this North Dakota world is much different than um, Texas. It's just very interesting um, dynamic here, up here. Um, something to get used to. <clears throat> but hence why you may notice, of course it's kind of tiny, but our windows are spaced differently and so forth. So next time when I do a face-to-face, You'll better get a better glance of that. So I did set this up as if we were going to pull cards, but let's just tap in and see what the guides want to bring forward for the next <clears throat> 30 days. And I saw T I see 222 on my timer. The other thing I'm noticing is I was fine throat-wise until I started <clears throat> the show, and now my throat is getting like all <clears throat> blocked up. So there may have to be some healing we do. We'll just see what's going to come through. So I'm in my new studio space. Um, this is a really old house. It's over 100 years old. The floors are creaky. <laughs> There's a lot. It's, it's got a lot of stories to tell. So first of all, I want to wrap us all in love light and light love. <clears throat> <clears throat> Inviting in the spirit guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, to join us in this space, wrapped in their warm embrace. And they want me to start off with the poem. So I need to go find this poem. 
because apparently this is going to be the basis of our next <laughs> 30 days. So the poem is by Naomi Long Magit. Some of you may already be familiar with it. Actually found it in the book, um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, where I've been kind of studying the Tao Te Ching and Lao Tzu's teachings from Wayne Dyer's perspective. Wayne Dyer being a long held and much adored spirit guide friend of mine. <clears throat> Part of our soul family here at TLC for the soul. But the poem is, I wouldn't coax the plant if I were you. Such watchful nurturing may do it harm. Let the soil rest from so much digging and wait until it's dry before you water it. The leaves incline to find its own direction Give it a chance to seek the sunlight for itself. Much growth is stunted by too much prodding. Too eager tenderness. The things we love, we have to learn to leave alone. And a Ralph Waldo Waldor Waldor. I can't say it, Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, by atoms, by trifles, by sots, heaven operates. The needles are nothing. The magnetism is all. So this is about <laughs> releasing control. Seems like that's the overall, where do I need to allow and let go? They're telling me shaman's drum. So let's see how they want to do this. It may just be a um, channeling with cards. It may not be the pick a card that I thought it was going to be. So let's just see where this is leading us. I've got a lot more nature around me than I did before. So they may guide me to look out the window and see what's happening. Oh, shit. Okay, guys. Oh, my God. These guys. So I looked out the window, and on the ground is <laughs> fraggles. Right almost under my window is a robin. Um, I need some window cleaning. I can't see it very well, but it is. It's a robin redbreast. I'm not going to try to snap a shot of it because I'm just not. It's not going to... I don't think I'm going to be able to catch it. All right. So Robin's coming up again. So highlights of spring and new beginnings and all of that good stuff. And this shaman's drum deck is taking a while to shuffle. So this deck was made in conjunction and channeling with some Native American elder spirit guides. I think I'm up in some of their territory now. Um, way up here in Cheyenne country and um, my home is right off of the Cheyenne River. <clears throat> this land, as, as with any land, has a lot of history. Um, oh, so many. I'm not familiar. All the guides, spirit guides of the land here are somewhat new to me. So we may get new friends who join us. 
Okay, what do you guys want to say through the deck for the next 30 days? Okay, whew, we have a card coming out. Peace offering. What can you do right now to give thanks for all that you have? So, <clears throat> let's see, how's that light look? Oh, much better. So I do find it interesting that I've got the Santa Cruz Mountains, the, the old growth forest in the Santa Cruz Mountains is kind of the trees um, in the photo, the background of this reading. And so nature playing a big part as usual in what we're doing here, what we're doing when we work with our energy. So you may be asked to go out on the land and make some sort of an offering to the nature spirits or the spirits of the land where you reside as a way to just show gratitude. Oh, yeah, lots of chills. Chills is my confirmation. Or to see how you can be of assistance. So when I first talked about moving up here, I haven't really talked about it on this channel. I talked about it over on Instagram. But um, what, what was I going to say when I first talked about moving here? I don't know. Oh, I said I didn't really understand why I was being brought to this location because this, this, this land, this place, this space is not my manifestation. Um, I was asked to, I was asked by source and my guides to come up here. And they showed this to me. And so I'm here kind of <laughs> asking how I may be of service because we are, if you're on this journey, if you're on this journey with me, uh, we're all bringers of the light, which is our term for a light warrior, a light worker, a star seed, a 144,000, whatever you want to call it. But we're, we're in service to source for Gaia and humanity, this is how I phrase it. I am in service to source for Gaia and humanity for the highest and best good of all concerned. I'm an open vessel, I'm an open channel, and I'm here to serve. So how may I serve? So you may be, you, you may be asking yourself or for this next 30 days, asking source, asking your guides, asking the spirits of the land around you how you may serve. And I keep hearing reciprocity. So it's not a one-sided like, I'm just going to go make a peace offering, right? Everything is a balance of giving and receiving. So I have noticed the manifestation or the, it's not really manifestation, but I have noticed the recipro reciprocity almost somewhat instantaneous. So for example, when I give back or when I give, in this case, we'll just keep it with the land since that's coming up. But when I give to the land, um, the fairies always, you always can tell when the fair around because right away they're showing you like, there's that little piece of trash over there. Can you go pick it up? So if you decide to be in service to the land, you might maybe shown on in your special little place, you may be shown or asked to do something specifically. And so in that way, you are serving, serving Gaia. And I've noticed that the, the reciprocity, the getting, the giving back from the land or something else of 
equal measure is almost instantaneous. Like you do some service work and then you kind of are rewarded with something back. It may not be exactly equal, like the land may not turn around and like give you something back, but you may get something back um, that you most need in this now. And so it looks like service work to your location that you're in, honoring it for having you there. Um, I always kind of say like, thank you for hosting. I even say to Gaia, being a starseed, I'm like, thank you for hosting me here. <laughs> um, thank you for hosting me on this land, spirits of the land, spirits of this place. Thank you for hosting me here because we are a guest on this planet. We are, most of us, if you're a starseed, you're a guest on the planet. You didn't originate from here. Um, and even if you are an earth, what I call earth seed, earth child, earth angel, you're kind of being hosted in different locations based on your energy signature and your DNA profile. So what can you do to honor the spirits of the land, the spirits of the space, the spirits of your home? Um, I just, I keep saying I want a house elf. Oh my God. So bad. So I get, every time I say I want a house elf, it's like, no, not yet. So, cause a house elf, I think is supposed to travel. It's supposed to be he or she or it, however you want. The, the energy is supposed to stick with you for a while. And so spirit keeps saying like, it's not time yet for a house elf. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cause it's kind of dedicated to you and your family. And I feel like, you know, there's going to be some adjustments there. So this house elf energy doesn't want to come through. But then I was watching Bridgerton's. Oh, I love Bridgerton. And I was like, I want a lady's maid. The, you know how they all have like all the, the aristocracy have like the, the ladies maid. The girls have like the ladies maid or whatever. And the men have like the man's man's. I don't want to call it a maid because some of the, some of the terminology obviously is different now, but I want like the, um, who is it? Like Alice from the Brady Bunch. I want like an Alice or like in the book, um, in all my Thunder Rose books, you know, I want the, the, uh, oh heck no, I haven't touched those books in so long. I almost forgot her name, but I want like their, their house person. So I was like, I'm going to call in a lady's maid. Like, right. They help them get dressed. <laughs> and everything. I don't know where this is going. Anyway, so reciprocity. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. Oh, and there's a deck I want, but it's out the door. Hold on. I'm going to grab See if I can grab it. You can hear my floors creak. Oh, I have to take my dog gate down. Oh, right. it's right here. Though. Okay. So I have to keep the dog out of my room. That is really noisy. <laughs> They're not very ASMR, is it? I have to keep my dog out of the room because she is an adventure girl and she likes to rub around all over the ground and then come lay on my bed. All right, I'm going to get this deck, the Believe in Your Own Magic deck by Amanda Lovelace. I know I just shoot in there sometimes with my hand. And we're going to draw a card from this deck. So what's next for the next 30 days? Oh, 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 we got cards falling all over the place. Okay, hold on. Oh my gosh. And this house has ladybugs all inside of it. 
I'm just looking down because there's one down here on the floor as I went to pick up these cards. And my son is like, Mom, I'm trying to walk around and avoid all the ladybugs on the floor, but I just can't do it sometimes. So we have like little smashed ones. I'm like, sorry, I don't see you down there always. But we got three cards. This is a crazy reading. All right, we got three cards. Do I do them? So let's do them sequentially. So the first one is um, mural. Be your own first priority. So there's a castle. There's a little cat. She's like making some drawings on the wall. There's a little pretty plant in the background. And she certainly has a lot of, I don't like the gray. <laughs> she has a lot of gray, blue, and black going on. Okay, so let me see. Because this card has meant different things at different times. So for the month of April, or whenever you're watching this for the next 30 days, what do we want to share about the mural card? There's the paint, all different colored paints. Yeah, I think I want to bring it a little bit closer again. Um, her wardrobe and just for me personally seems a little like wah, wah. Um, because there's all these colors around her and she has kind of like almost like the <laughs> what I would call like the corporate wardrobe on. Um, when I worked in corporate, obviously stood out because especially to, well, that's a whole long story. Why are you having me go there? All right, there's something going on here. So this may be multiple meetings for different people. But when I first worked in corporate, um, I actually, well, before working in the corporate world, I worked at a bank, a savings and loan. And, you know, we could pretty much, as long as we dressed professionally, we could pretty much wear whatever we want. There was no like quote unquote dress code. Um, and I worked with a lot of other people my age. So I was like in my, what was I? I was like late teens, early twenties when I started working there. And so I worked a lot of, with a lot of people the same age and you know, it was the 80, <laughs> it was the late eighties and we kind of dressed like that. And we, I worked with some very colorful people. They dressed very colorfully. You know, we, we would like work all day and like stiletto heels and stuff. And we just had a very colorful wardrobe. So that wardrobe kind of carried over to my corporate day when I started working at the mutual fund company. I've talked about that in other videos before, but that wardrobe kind of carried over. But I knew in the, the corporate world, I had at that point aspirations for myself, like I wanted to learn and do and experience some different things there. And I actually had a um, one of my managers at that point tell me like, well, you're not going to get anywhere if you continue to, I mean, it was somewhat blunt. I think he was like, he was very uncomfortable having the conversation with me, but he basically said like, well, you're not going to go anywhere dressed the way you are. That's kind of the way it came out. Like you're going to have to change your wardrobe and get more in line with, you know, quote unquote, how we are in the corporate world. And I was like, so just like caught off guard by that. And so I did, because I wanted to kind of work the ranks there, so to speak, I did kind of change up my wardrobe. And rather than being, because I was still very colorful, like I remember going to work one time and I had like a red, red, not a mini skirt, but like a red above the knee skirt. I had a bright orange sweater. I had red pumps. And to them, that was like, oh my God, you are a little bit too much over the top. If you want to like work your way up to a whatever, I didn't know what I wanted to be, but if you wanted to like, 
get noticed and get promoted and all that, then you kind of had to quote unquote fit in. <clears throat> so stories coming up for a reason. I don't know how it applies to you, but I wouldn't, they wouldn't have me share it if it wasn't um, for whatever's going on here. So let's just see how the whole story plays out. So I remember changing my wardrobe, you know, and going with bland <laughs> black and tan and I still tried to work some colors in like maroon. I remember having some maroon suits. I remember getting like a, I had a polyester. I loved like old seventies, like polyester suits, like vintage. And I had like a pale pink one and some different colors. And I tried to like work that in and still make it seem like it was quote, you know, corporate acceptable. And then towards the end, when my spiritual awakening started, um, and I switched from the Texas office to the California office. I kind of really didn't care anymore. There were some things that happened. I talk about it more in my podcast episode, Mobius Strip, which was several years ago. If you're on the podcast, um, if you're listening from a podcast provider, you can go back and you can listen to that one. But some things happened that was kind of the start of the of my, like, my time here is coming to an end situation where spirit was kind of like, this is going to wrap up soon. I started to dress however I wanted again. I didn't really care because I was like, I just feel like, you know, my future here at this organization is coming to a close. It was right before I left in 2015. So for several years, you know, I just wore like my fishnets <laughs> and my different colors and whatever. And I can remember people saying like, oh my gosh, you know, I love the way you dress. It's so, um, it's so whatever. I don't remember what the words were, but because everybody here just wears the corporate uniform, the tan and the black and the whatever. So in a long, in a long drawn out story that I've just told you, um, it was kind of, it's kind of, this kind of like spirit's way of saying, just be yourself. Um, but I get this sense that some of you are still trying to fit in somewhere regard I don't know where it may not be the corporate world just based on her outfit and whenever I've pulled this card in the past they've never had me focus on the outfit before it's always been on the castle or kind of what she's doing but I'm very drawn to the colors of the paint pots and the fact that her outfit she is she reminds me of how I tried to fit in because like she has like the gray shirt and the black and her hair People, I did not, I did not censor the hair at all. I used to color my hair. I remember one time I had like orange, red and blonde kind of, I don't know how it was. I don't remember exactly how it was, but um, yeah, the hair was not censored at all. And, and then she's trying with the, with the blue tights. So you maybe, you may be in a space where like you have to kind of wear some sort of a boring outfit. And so you're being asked to like take a little bit of a gamble, so to speak, and can, and don't be afraid to like put a little bit of your own pizzazz into your appearance or your outward profile. Outward profile, that's different. So, you know, you can still show who you are and not, um, you know, and not ruffled feathers or whatever um and do it in a way that is you know is meaningful to you so that's funny <laughs> okay so wow so the month of april is about or the next 30 days however you want to look at this is a little bit about coming out of your 
coming out of your shadow, coming out of your shadow, um, showing a little bit more about who you are. I can remember too, I would have like the, you know, like the corporate suit and, but I would still wear like an antique pin or a vintage scarf or something. And I was like, <laughs> I still tried to push the envelope as much as I possibly could, but still adhere to the, um, unspoken rule, right? No one would ever print that in, a, in some sort of employee handbook. But this is very corporate-based, but I still try to like adhere to that um, by and but push the envelope slightly. So this may be a message for some of you then. This is coming up too, if it has to do with career. That your career is getting ready to change. Possibly, because um, I did mention that where... Um, things started to take a turn and spirit was like, you're they, at that point. I never really was kind of consciously talking to my guides. Um, until about 2013, I wasn't like consciously on the spiritual path. Like I never mind. That's a long drawn out story, but it, it just may mean that there's a change coming for you. And because you're consciously aware of your guides and your journey, um, they're saying take this as kind of a like heed the calling that things may be changing up for you in terms of your career, the location of your work office, they're saying, because that did come up in this story as well. Um, so I moved from one corporate location to a totally different one, which was very much more to my liking. Um, California is one of my, I know not everybody agrees with me, but California is one of my happy, you don't have to, actually, you don't have to agree with me at all, but California is one of my happy places, whether you agree with that or not. Anything with a beach and an ocean is my happy space. So take note of that. All right, please let's move on to the next card. Okay, the next card coming down on the right is number 28, protest, start a revolution. Now I notice, first thing I notice is there's two castles going on here. The first card had a castle. This card has a castle. And does this have anything to do with starting a revolution? I'm noticing here, let me just show you what I'm noticing. I'm noticing Chinamahargita. First of all, the numbers. I can't hold it. So these cards are so fat. So the first castle is number 25. The second castle, you can't see it, but it's number 28. But I'm noticing a one tower castle and over here a three tower castle. And are the people important in this? Let me see, there's three people. And there's a lot of people in the background holding up signs. What is going on with this protest card? It's got a couple different meanings. First of all, the first one that they're telling me is standing up against, <laughs> it, it plays into this reading actually, standing up against the hierarchy is how they're saying it or the monarchy, which is quite interesting too. Where did that go? Hold on, I have to see something here. Oh, damn it. Okay, never mind. Oh, 
standing up against the monarchy, the hierarchy. So some of you may be called into service of a different kind, um, where you are asked to be a frontline, frontliner in some way, shape, or form. Some of you, it may be more local to your area where you are asked to stand up for the land, stand up for the, why, why would you call it the lower man? Stand up for those kind of less privileged who can't stand up for themselves. Um, <laughs> spirits give me laugh today. Stand up, is it the Pleiadians? Yes, they're saying they're all around me. You guys. Stand up for yourself, stand up for others. And some may actually be called to fly, they're specifically saying fly, to another location and to join and join a stand up. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're not pushing agendas here. So they're showing me Standing Rock, and I live very close now to where Standing Rock was, and everyone listening may not be familiar with it. If you want to, you can Google it. But it was a protest, basically, for, oh my God, I'm getting a lot of chills. So just let me just keep going with this. It was a protest because the, <laughs> the quote-unquote white man wanted to come in and build and mess around with the river that supplied some of the reservations and the area around Standing Rock. Instead of the Native American elders and the Native American folks in that area, the spirits of the land rose up and basically reached out for assistance. Um, and many, many, many people were called to Standing Rock to join in the, what was supposed to be a peaceful protest. Um, but I don't want to get too much into that. It, it, it was not very, eh, there were some not very nice things that happened. So some of you may be called into that kind of environment. So I find that quite interesting. It may not be the Ukraine, which is the obvious one, right? Like... But maybe, yeah, they're saying, yes, okay, hold on. They're saying that you may be called into something like um, joining the Mercy Corp and going to the surrounding areas. They're specifically telling me Poland and helping, that's very specific, and helping, they're saying it's only like a temporary assignment, but helping with the ground efforts that are going on over there with the, oh my God, I'm getting so many chills. <laughs> So that's just spirit poking me saying, yes, that's exactly what we want people to hear. Um, but with helping with the refugees over there and helping with those ground efforts, um, they're saying it specifically around the, for those of you listening around the areas of like moral support. And that did come up in my meditation this morning. Um, as part of the meditation I do every day with Master Ko, we spend a little bit of time, you know, sending blessings to, um, you know, the Ukraine and surrounding areas, which is the top of the, some of the top of the news right now, what's going on, depending on when you listen to this, it might not be, but, um, and it may be something similar that you're called into action for because Mercy Corp specifically 
you know, does work in many, many different locations. But when I tapped in to the refugees, I, I don't always do that. But when I did, I just felt like, you know, and it's pretty obvious, like you shouldn't have to tap in to realize that they need a lot of moral support and hope um, is one of the things that was a big um, push that the hope factor needs to rise. And so for some of my bringers of the light who are able to heed that call, like you're not going to get the calling if you're not able to, to handle it, right? So if spirit calls you into service to the land over there or somewhere similar, like they're not going to call you if you're not physically mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially able to, to go. If you heed the call and you say you want to go and join a specific effort, then you are going to, oh, you're going to manifest everything you need to be able to make that happen. And um, you're going to rack up some really good karma along the way for that humanitarian, yeah, I'm getting really emotional around that. So for that humanitarian effort. So I would say if that's something you've been thinking about or interested in, then you should explore that further with your guides. And now if you're listening to this video when it drops or at any time, you know, set the intention that that's what you want to do and you will be completely supported the entire way. So that's very exciting. Definitely not my calling, but I'm excited for you, those of you that are brave enough to want to do something like that. Wow. So for the next 30 days, how does that play in? So they're saying that if that's you, you may get the calling to, to do that. Um, you'll know, just ask for additional signs. So this reading, yeah. Oh, the chills. This reading is your first confirmation. And so regardless of what type of calling it is, if it's local to your area or if it's more international, ask to be shown some additional signs so that you can be clear about what you're being called into and then sit down and really journey or call however you best communicate with your guides and ask for some more information about that. And then once you're very clear on your intention, once you're like, yes, I want to do this service, then the people you need to be in contact with in your physical reality will start to show up for you. So once you put your foot in the water, put your toe in the water and dip it in a little bit, then spirit will um, reciprocate and send you all the support that you need to make all of that happen. Wow, pretty cool. All right, and our last card is coming in on the right. Um, number 38, Villain. You can always rewrite the story. So let's see, I've got the shell, I've got musical notes. What have we got here? Oh, of course. So we have this, um, we have this moon on the top and I know it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's eclipse energy or it looks very much like a yin yang, yin yang, yin yang symbol. This is card number 38, which breaks down to an 11, which is all about new beginnings. So it's like on the way to the new moon or on the way to an eclipse, which if you're watching this in the month of April, 2022, there is an eclipse happening at the end of the month in Taurus. It's a new moon eclipse. It's very, very powerful. Oh, it's actually my mom's birthday. Well, she's passed, but her 
whatever. In this lifetime, it would have been her birthday. Um, so she's here. She must be here. Why is that coming up? Um, you can always rewrite the story villain. I want to draw a clarifier on this one. I'm going to set it down right here. What clarifier do you... They want me to take Twin Hearts, which is my deck. So if you're new to the show, I am. I do design and create a lot of my own decks. So this is one of them coming in on the right. This is Twin Hearts. So Twin Hearts is my divine counterpart, soulmate, twin flame, whatever kind of deck. So there, I did get the sense that it was relationship related, this card, but let's just see. So the card we got is Karmic Entanglement. <laughs> karmic Entanglement. And this is a quote from one of my books. So this is a Thunder Rose Collection book. This is a quote from one of my books. So I just want you to like me, maybe even love me. Heck, you don't even have to love me like that. We could just make love, you know. Amber to Diego in Moxie in Roses. What's happening here? Okay, so villain, you can always rewrite the story. And now we have karmic entanglement. So in this book, or in this particular part of the book, Amber is Pamela Cartwright's like 18 year old daughter. Diego works at the Thunder Rose Ranch and she's Amber has a crush on Diego. Like, it's like they're saying it hormone. They're saying it's hormones. So he's just really good looking. He's a little bit older than her. He has his eye on Moxie, who is the heroine of our story. And um, but Amber is just like so sure. So this story is going somewhere. So Amber is so sure that Diego is her person. And she's trying, she tries to, in this part of the, where this card is coming from, she tries to seduce him kind of right under Moxie's nose. Um, they're in the same house. Moxie has some, something going on. She goes up to go to bed and Amber tries to seduce Diego around the fireplace. But Amber is very, like Amber's young. She's not really clear on what she wants. Um, she thinks she likes Diego. Um, but then she... Yeah, so so just hear hear this out. So she wants to make him jealous. She wants to steal him from Moxie and she wants Diego to notice her. And one day in the in the stables, Diego's like cleaning out stables and Mo, um Amber's cleaning out stables and then Luke, who is another one of the ranch hands there, He's kind of more Amber's age, uh, a definitely like a very suave, um, kind of a cowboy, um, cowboy type is there as well. And so Amber tries to use Luke to make Diego jealous and make Diego like, you know, want to want her and her plan backfires and 
Diego like does not really care. He he kind of realizes Amber for who she is. He realizes, you know, she's younger, she has a crush, she doesn't really know what she wants. You know, she doesn't really know how to use her feminine power, so to speak. Like he kind of has a a gist of what Amber's all about. And he has compassion for her, but he doesn't play into her schemes at all. Um, he's clearly um, Moxie's divine counterpart or soulmate in this lifetime kind of thing. And so Amber is just like this distracting energy that tries to kind of mess with him. So I've got two, I've got some masculine energy listening here. Uh, otherwise this wouldn't be coming up because we're focusing a little bit more on Diego than Amber. But Diego knows who he is knows what he's all about and understands what he wants and he's not going to let Amber distract him from Moxie. So this karmic entanglement, um, all these people in the story obviously are from the same soul family. They're all playing out um, roles. You know, they've got roles to play in this lifetime. And Amber's kind of role in the Moxie Diego situation is to kind of come in and just try to stir things up a little bit. And she really doesn't have, I mean, Diego's not her person. And I don't even know if it's that much of a like sexual attraction. It just feels more like she's kind of playing around with Diego's emotions, so to speak. So like she's trying to manipulate, she's trying to manipulate Diego emotionally by flaunting herself. And you know, she, in this card, she kind of like strips naked. And that's where the quote from the book comes from. She's, they're by the fireplace. They're just kind of hanging out. He probably should know better and just be like, leave. But he was hanging out. He helped Moxie like, go upstairs and everything and they were having like hot cocoa by the fire and all of a sudden Amber got like a wild idea and she strips down and she tells Diego you know like I think I love you and just you know you don't even have to love me like that you can just make love to me she's never had a lover before she's very green in terms of how to work with a relationship like this and in th at that part of the book Diego was like very, is some of you guys listening? Okay, so he's very turned on by Amber. Obviously, if we read further, he says like, this is by far one of the best physical bodies I've ever seen in my lifetime. And he works at a ladies club. So he's seen plenty of, you know, bodies, feminine bodies and bodies and all that naked. And he says, this is like the best body I've ever seen. But then he like totally comes to his senses. He's more mature than her. He's had a lot more life experience and he's like okay he kind of helps her like didn't help her get dressed but he kind of covers her in a blanket and he's like okay you know I don't see you like that and um, he basically leaves and he goes to spend the night in the gatehouse and so she's very Amber is very like taken aback by that you know it's very distraught like how can he not love me you know basically showered everything on him and he doesn't he's not interested in that so I get the sense that the first set of people kind of listening to this are having something similar go on. Either you're a masculine and you're having a feminine around you who is not your person, um, but is trying to like woo you, so to speak. But 
it seems like if you really pay attention, you're able to see through that for what it truly is. That's not your person. Your person is either <laughs> literally upstairs in their bedroom or metaphorically, your person is waiting for you, waiting for you to come to them. And so any distractions or entanglements that are outside of the trajectory of your divine counterpart union, you're asked to just take notice of it, that it's coming to you as a temptation test, they're saying. And to be very clear with yourself, yes, okay. So to be very clear with yourself that you're, you're over that kind of, they're saying that you're over that kind of reaction, that you aren't falling for schemes and scams anymore. And so this is a this is a test of how far you have come. And I just saw 4404 on the timer. So a lot of 444s going on there. This is a test of how far you've come because in the past you would have succumbed to that type of an advance. Um, I'm feeling a lot of sacral chakra activation here. Um, so I don't know who this is that's listening. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of physical attraction going on, but you are beyond that now and you are in it to win it. Like you want your counterpart and you're not going to settle for anything less than that. So your guides are congratulating you, even if this hasn't happened yet. So I get the sense that either it's this something similar of a type of a situation has just recently happened or forewarning is about to happen and um, it's big confirmation for you of many different things. One, your intuition because you sensed it coming and this reading is really just confirmation um, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a kudos from your spiritual team that you have risen beyond that type of circumstance. Wow. That seems very specific. I wonder how many people resonate with that. So the villain, you rewriting the story is in the past, you would have gotten all entangled in the Amber situation and you would have, it would have been like a big mess that you would have had to have gotten yourself out of with the help of source and your guides. Um, but it would have had like all this fallout and crap that you had to deal with. And you're not fooled by that anymore. You're not fooled by that anymore. You've paid your dues. The final test has either arrived or is about to arrive. And you know how to handle yourself better now. So give yourself a pat on the back for that because you have rewritten the story. Now, sounds like there is something else in the message of this card with this girl on the beach and the eclipse. So they want me to pull Pleiadian power. So coming in from the right again is Pleiadian power. This is also my deck and this is going to finish out the reading. Let's see this one. So the card we got, oh gosh. Okay. This has been coming out a lot. This is Cassie, the heart fairy. When you know where your heart is, when you feel the magic within, then all is right in your world. 
So this, that relationship thing was very long and drawn out and very specific, but I do notice that these are both pink cards from two different decks. There's a lot of yellow going on here. So this is the connection between the solar plexus and the heart chakra. And for those of you where the, that very specific story didn't really apply, this can have to do with anything in your life happening in the next 30 days where your heart is just no longer in it, but you've stayed with it or put up with it or kept yourself attuned to it because you thought that that's where your power lie. That's very weird. What does that mean? So you were kind of like giving your power away to a certain situation, person, there's that Robin again. Now it's on the telephone pole wire, like closer to my window. Holy smokes. I still don't know if I have good enough light. It's so fat. Hold on. So this is a new beginning for you. Let me see if I can just, is it, oh, it flew away. She's <laughs> a little jerk. Okay. So <laughs> for your eyes only, only for you. What is that? That's a James Bond song. Hold on. What is it called? For your eyes only. That's a James Bond movie. British agent James Bond is dispatched to recover a strategic communication device before it finds its way into the hands of the Russians. When the secret device that controls Britain's Polaris submarines goes missing after the spy ship carrying it sinks, 007's join, 007 joins forces with a vengeful woman and a wealthy hero of the Greek resistance movement to find the equipment. Oh shit, my battery. Okay. So that's not my battery. All right. <laughs> There's so many messages coming in. So first of all, it looked like my battery was dying, but it really wasn't. So things aren't always what they seem. And I do find it interesting that it says 007, who's kind of like our, we could say 007 is like you, like the bringer of the light, like the hero or the heroine of the story, joins forces with a vengeful woman I swear, this is like the whole Amber thing again. And a wealthy hero of the Greek resistance, which is our, our protest people, our service to Source and Gaia people, to find the equipment. Huh. An action spy movie. Let me just look up one more thing. The lyrics to this song. So this said it was sung by Sheena Easton. For your eyes only can see me through the night. For your eyes only, I never need to hide. You can see so much in me, so much in me that's new. I never felt until I looked at you. For your eyes only, only for you, you'll see what no one else can see, and now I'm breaking free. The love I know you need in me, the fantasy you've freed in me, only for you, only for you. For your eyes only, the nights are never cold. You really know me. That's all I need to know. Maybe I'm an open book because I know you're mine. But you won't need to read between the lines for your... Oh, it's the same thing. The passions that collide in me, the wild abandoned side of me, only for you, for your eyes only. 
So this is totally all relationship. I mean, you, you can kind of, you can kind of take the story and make it about a career or a job too, I would say, or a situation going on in your life, but, and make it like something's coming in to tempt you. That's not for you. But if you know where your heart is, and if you don't give your power away to these types of things, um, if you can feel the magic within for what it really is, then you're able to rewrite the story because karmic entanglement sometimes is things that have preceded this lifetime. Um, meaning you get caught in a karmic loop with some of the same players over and over and over again until you learn the lesson. And for those of you listening to this, you have learned the lesson. And so now the, the karmic loop that you've been stuck in, the stories rewritten and that for lack of a better word, timeline, where you continue to come back together again with the same soul group of people and play out the same situations over and over again, that has been dissolved. So a lot of you, yes, so many chills. So a lot of you have done this work that has preceded this lifetime and has broken some karmic loops that have been there for quite some time um, where you're continuing to revisit same lessons, same storylines, maybe, you know, it's, it's all changing now and you know, it is consciously you've done the work. And so now you're able to rewrite your story and you're able to break free of those loops and you're able to be the magician and no longer give your power away to these situations and strictly work from the heart and be heart-based in whatever's coming up for you next. So be that, you know, a new career because that did show up in the first card in the reading. Be that a new line of service work which showed up in the second card where you'd be called into action somewhere or in a new relationship, seeking out a new relationship in your life that's more aligned with who you are now, which is open-hearted, loving, unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, like you've risen up, you've ascended beyond the limitations of the 3D world, and you're ready now to experience your 3D life from a higher timeline, a higher perspective, a higher trajectory than you've ever been before in any other lifetime. So this is a game changer. And this eclipse energy coming in, or this next new moon for you, whenever you're hearing this, is going to be where... They're saying like the red carpet rolls out for you and you walk down this. <laughs> it's not so much like a red. It is in a way like you're the star of your own show. Um, you are the diamond, um, which Bridgerton keeps coming up because I just watched it yesterday. But there's a part where, you know, the, the door opens and they and all the young debutantes have to present themselves to the queen and she picks like her favorite, her diamond out of each one. You're like, you're the diamond in, in the queen in this 
scenarios like sore saying, you're my diamond. You finally did it. You finally polished yourself up and were able to over overcome all these challenges. And now your rewards start to roll in and roll out for you. And it's not just this eclipse, although that is a very significant trigger point in the news starting to come in, but the astrology around this next, all there's, <laughs> there's just saying the astrology for this year of 2022, if you're listening to it in 2022, is very significant in helping roll out the new you, whatever that means to you, whatever you've been working on or working towards. And so, you know, don't get all up in your head about what it means, like, how is it going to happen? And when is it, oh, right? All the ones we want to hear, how and when is it going to happen? And all of that. Stay focused on the now as best you can, because that's where the juicy, <laughs> they're calling it juicy content. That's where the juicy content lives. So the Robin um, appearing outside your window when you just, when you just happen to step forward and look down or when your higher self has you move to the right a little bit to look out the window and see the Robin again on the telephone wire. Um, and if you're focused on thinking about the future or most of you should not really anymore really be so focused on the past because you worked through all that detritus and you've released as best you could most of those things. But if you get too focused on the future, then you're gonna miss all your cues that's like a cue ball. You're going to miss all your cues of what you're supposed to do next. And for those of you that have service work opportunities coming up, like you need to be in the now because all of those signposts and markers and people that you need to connect with are going to be coming to you um, synchronistically. And so you have to be aware um, in order to kind of catch those messages. All right. Wow. So Spirit is saying that is all. They are complete with this next 30 days channeling and reading. I hope you enjoyed this. The next time we meet, we are going to be playing with the Pixie Carnival. So if you follow this podcast in order, then for the next three months, the Spirit says, we are going to be working with my book, Pixie Carnival. It's called Cotton Candy Girl. And we are going to be like I wanted to do a few months ago, but this move kind of got in the way and precluded all of my playing at the circus. But we are going to be playing at the carnival and we are going to be meeting a lot of fun new friends. So those will be Sunday sessions, which I will be recording the first one of these. Um, if you follow this when this goes out, then tomorrow Sunday. That first Sunday session with Pixie Carnival will be then. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me. Take care, my friends, my lovelies, my hearties, my hearties. And I will see you all again soon. This episode was brought to you by Loveland Tarot Shop, where spirituality seekers pop in to see what's next on their path. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again soon.